Welcome back to the podcast, man. I appreciate everybody that's been rocking with me so far. My views have been going crazy, so I definitely appreciate y'all. <clears throat> Secondly, shout out to Anchor for sponsoring my videos, man. I definitely appreciate y'all. Um, I hope y'all keep rocking with me too. And yeah, basically, it's all love with everybody. I appreciate everybody that's been helping me, man. I feel good. I feel motivated. And y'all really be motivating me to keep going. So look, today's topic, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm still a little nervous to make this video, but I'm for sure, for sure going to drop it. So, But I'm nervous because I feel like the things I'm about to ask and the things I'm about to say is going to offend a couple people. And not that I'm nervous of offending people, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's going to be like family that's going to be hurt the most or like they won't get in their feelings the most. And I hope that's not how it is. But I finally came to the conclusion that this is my platform and whoever it hurts, it hurts. Whoever it helps, it's meant to help, you know. And so on my own, as I've grown, I've noticed that like information and knowledge is the only thing that can help a human really you know i can give you a thousand dollars today and it be spent tomorrow and you be back in a messed up position but if i give you information and knowledge to make money then i've just helped you for your whole lifetime you know so that's what these podcasts are meant for is to provide information and knowledge and whoever takes it the wrong way is that's that's something that they did on their own but this is definitely meant in a positive light, you know, I'm not saying anything with ill intent or I'm not directly coming at anybody. Like I said, this is my platform, so I'm just stating how I feel about things, um, which I have the right to do. <clears throat> so reading the title, today's uh, podcast is to the black community. It's to my people, you know. These are just a couple questions I have and these are my opinions because I've noticed a lot of flaws and a lot of things that black people do or say and the way we live. Mind you, I'm definitely not <clears throat> I'm definitely not perfect. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying that there's a couple of like obvious things to me. They might not be obvious to everybody else, but these are a couple obvious things to me that I feel like need to be talked about so we can fully understand where we're going and what we're doing, like what our mission is. All right, so we're going to hop right into it. My first question is, why do black people love God so much? I'm going to let that question sit there for a second. Why do black people love God so much? Now, this is not a diss to any of my Christian friends or any of my Christian family members, any any religion in general, really. Like, I'm not religious. I used to be, but I'm not religious anymore. So it's all religions. Like, any any religion there is that my black people believe in, that's what I'm really questioning. Like, why do you believe in that? But more specifically, um, God, for, this, for right now, it's more specifically God. But I would like to know why black people in general, like, want to look up to a higher being. But um, for right now, God, why do black people love God so much? 
And for the people that have done research on uh, Christianity, <laughs> the the origins, you know the origins, and I know the origins. That's why this question has came up, because if you do your research, you will see that black people didn't start picking um, Christianity up until they were brought over as slaves. So basically, the people that were kidnapping us and making us slaves, we picked up their God. The people that was beating us, torturing us. Actually, I can't even say us. I'm not going to say us. And that's that's one of my next questions, but. I'm not going to say us because me, myself, I was never beat by a white person. I was never a slave of a white person. So I can't sit here and pretend like I have that pain on me because I would never know what that feels like. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say I'm just going to leave it at that. I will I will, will and I have never known what that felt like. Um, but yeah, so. For the people that was doing these wicked and crazy things to us, we picked up their God and chose to pass it on to our children. Like, that itself is so, so crazy to me because even today, we still have a battle of <clears throat> whites and blacks. And <laughs> we still are praying to their God we're still going to their churches. We're still doing everything that they lead. Like, this ain't even me trying to trying to create a separation between black and whites. I'm just simply asking, why are we following a God that was never meant for us? Like, that God was not meant for us. It was meant for the white people, made by the white people. Mind you, I'm, I don't believe in any gods. So I'm not saying this as if I do even believe that this figure is real. But I'm just asking why we fell in love with it so much. Um, and I say we on that because even though I'm not religious now, I did believe at one point that there was a God just simply because I was a kid. And that's what was taught to me. You know, I wasn't able to I was able to think for myself, but. You know, um, not to the extent that I am now. So even on the money that we spend, the motto is in God we trust. But whose God is that that we trust in? Now, I ask you to go do your research on the Federal Reserve and tell me who started that. And then come back to me and tell me whose God is on that money. See, so their God runs everything, yet we think that we can win a battle against them. We're like, we are literally playing into their hand by believing everything that they wanted us to believe. <laughs> like, like since slavery days, they put this religion on us and we just kept passing it on through our families, which... That's like, I feel like from the jump, that's a setup, you know, praying to a white God 
when we know the history of what the white people have done to us, well, done to our ancestors. Like that itself should make y'all want to be like, hold on, like, I'm not even saying like disband the idea of a God, but at least look into what y'all are praying for or praying to or or what y'all are going to church for or what y'all are giving y'all money to that church for. Like, look into what y'all are doing, you know? That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking right now is just look into what you're doing. And if you still feel that everything is cool and like that's this is what you believe in, then hey, that's that's definitely up to you. This is your life. You're the main character. So I'm going to leave that part right there. We're going to go on to the next one. My second question is, why do black people feel they are the chosen people? Now, when I say chosen people, um, that's in why do black people feel they are the ones to rule, like rule the earth, basically. Uh, because I've I've done a lot of like research and um, I'm not going to say any names directly because I still don't understand the, the, the concept fully. But there are individuals that feel that black people are meant to be like rulers of the earth, basically. Now, where the idea came from, I have no idea, but. These people feel that black people, because of the melanin in our skin, we were meant to be like leaders over humanity. Um, <laughs> now, trust me when I say I love black people with a passion, like I definitely love black people. I love the black culture. Um yeah, I just like I love my people. But I don't think that black people were meant to be rulers of earth just because we're black. Now see, my concept of life is we are all the main character in our story. Everybody that's living, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, everybody that has a heartbeat and has consciousness, they are the main character in their story. Meaning they're the most per- they're the most important person in their life. Now, with that being said, how I live life is, <clears throat> yes, I'm the main character. But that doesn't give me the right to make life harder on others. So while I am the most important person in my life, that doesn't give me the right to make life for other people hard. So. Instead of believing in a God, I believe that I control everything that happens anywhere at all times involving me. I I am in charge of what I say. I'm in charge of what I do. Not the government, not the laws, not none of that. But I get into that at a separate point. But for right now, um, as in the chosen people, like... We're the chosen people in our story, but we are not meant to rule earth. We're not meant to be kings and queens of people. Now, like I said, this is just my opinion. But yeah, that's how I feel like while I love black people, 
we were not meant to be rulers of other people. And I feel like that's a concept that people like need to let go, in my opinion, is that people need owners or people need rulers. People need presidents. When I was born, I was not born to be a worker for somebody and I was not born to follow these rules that was made by the government. I didn't have a choice of being born, but once I was born, this life became mine. This life does not belong to Biden. This life did not belong to Barack Obama. This life did not belong to Donald Trump. This life belongs to Anthony Brewer, just like your life belongs to whoever you are. So while we're the chosen people in our story, we're not the chosen people for the world. Like that's that's where I'm gonna leave that at. And one thing I do want to drop in is if anybody wants to talk to me about these ideas or they want to um, try to change my mind about something, I'm definitely free to listen to anything and everybody. If you want to get on the podcast and talk about it, I would love that. Like we can we can set that up at any time, any point. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna leave that right there. And we can go to the next question. My third question for the black community is, why do we make excuses? Now, by excuses, I'm talking about uh, our poverty situation. Now, for the people that know me from like back when I was younger, like people know I grew up rough, you know. I lived in Knoxville, grew up in Ridgebrook. I lived in Mechanicsville. Like, I lived in the ghettos. You know, I seen what being in the ghetto feels like. Like, having to go to the laundromat because we ain't got no washers, dryers. Having to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches multiple nights because we didn't have no food. Food stamps had ran out. Like, trust me, I know what poverty feels like. Having to wear the same shirts to school because we couldn't make it to the laundromat. Car broke down. Like, I know what poverty feels like. But, as I said before, the life that was given to you is your life. You can do whatever you want to do. So, with that, if you want to go out here and rob somebody and that's how you want to live your life, then that's how you can live your life. The consequences of your actions are the consequences. But if you want to do something to get out of poverty, knowledge is free. I'm going to say that again. Knowledge is free. If you are willing to take the steps to get out of poverty, First, you have to you first you have to know that there is an out of poverty. I will say that because for me living in Ridgebrook, for the people that know what Ridgebrook is, it's a it's a big apartment complex. Right. And so me growing up, I'm thinking that Ridgebrook is how everybody was living. You know, I'm thinking that 
everybody was eating the same thing multiple days a week because there was no food. I'm thinking that that's the normal thing. And the people that I was friends with in that neighborhood was living that same way. So to us, that's what the normal was. You know, so I'm thinking that everything is cool. I'm like, mind you, like this is this is me growing into life. This is me trying to understand life. So as I got older and I knew that poverty, that there was an out of poverty, then that's when I was able to chase being out of poverty. But until you know that there isn't, I mean, until you know that there <clears throat> is an out of poverty, then you will think that poverty is the norm. Now, <clears throat> to me, that's really the only the only excuse, but that can only be an excuse up until a certain age. So when I'm asking, why do we make excuses? I'm asking that basically for the older people, for the people that chose to stay in those um in those situations when you when you do know that there is an out of poverty because the internet has shown us that not everybody's living how how we was living back then so therefore that's free information you have the information of oh, okay so people are living like this over here is that the life i want or do i want to stay right here and if you choose to stay in that spot that you're at, then the excuse is done. You cannot say, ah, oh, the government is keeping me here or, ah, oh, it's because I'm black that I'm staying here. Yo, it's your mindset that's keeping you there. The excuse is over with once you are available to the knowledge of there is an out of poverty. That's all it that's all it takes is you realizing there is an out of poverty. Once you realize that, if you choose to stay in poverty, that's 100% up to you. Like the excuses is done. It's not because you black. <clears throat> it's not because of how you was raised up. Because like I said, information that is given to you is the most powerful thing. Like you can take that and do whatever you want to with it. Not saying that everything will change overnight because it definitely won't. But you can take steps to get out of there. And there's people that I know that have been living in the same situations since they was since they was 14. Like. Even even my friends, my close friends, like if you see. If you know where I came from and you see that I was able to do the things I'm doing. Yo, that's free information of, okay, so somebody that was right here with me in these apartments eating the same thing I was eating, he's out here living like this now. So maybe I should tap in with him and see what he got going on and how he did it. Yo, you always got to take steps. So back to my question, why do we make excuses? Like... We look at white people and be like, oh, well, they have the upper hand, white privilege. 
Okay, then. So you got two choices. Actually, you got multiple choices, but these are the two big choices. You can say white privilege is a thing and accept it. Or you can say fuck white privilege and then you can go get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's how my mindset is. I don't believe in white privilege. When I go into a job interview, I'm going in like that job is mine already. You feel me? I'm asking them what they can do for me. That's just how my mind is. I'm not I'm not going in thinking, oh, well, I hope a white person doesn't come in here because they'll get the job before me. Bro, as soon as you go in like that, you already don't got the job. You already lost. In my opinion, you already lost. Like once you believe that another man has more power than you, you already lost. Back to my second point, when I said I'm the main character. Yo, can't nobody stop me from doing nothing if I'm the main character. If I control everything I got going on, nobody can stop me from doing nothing. Like, and I mean that in the most literal tense ever. <laughs> like, y'all can take that how y'all want to. But I mean that in the most literal, like, exactly how I said that is exactly how I meant that. Nobody in this world can stop me from doing anything. So another another white man cannot stop me from getting a job. Unless, and look, look, unless he doesn't hire me, right? And I'm chugging that up to, I didn't have the qualifications. I'm not chugging that up to, oh, it's because I wasn't white. Yo, if you don't meet qualifications for a job, back to the second point. He's the main character, so his job is his job. Like, if he built that up and he don't want you in it, yo, he can do that. It's not because you black. It's literally because he can do that. He holds the power for his business. And you hold the power to pick yourself up. All right, you don't need me here? All right, cool. I'm going to go develop the skills. Like if you if you really say say you really do want to be in that place. You 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 don't get hired the first time. And you really want to be there? Nobody can stop you from going developing the skills to surpass the top person in that building and then coming back and taking their job. Nobody can stop you from doing that. So it's no excuses. If you if you got time and you got breath, it's no excuses. I feel like I'm giving you a motivational speech right now, and I ain't, that ain't even what I'm trying to do. But I mean this with all my heart. Like, I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about my black people. So, like, when I'm speaking to y'all, bro, I'm speaking as in, I'm speaking to y'all like I'm speaking to myself right now. Like, it's not like I'm motivating y'all, but really, yo, this is coming right back into me. I'm saying this out loud, and so I feel like, like the energy is just building inside of me because this is truly how I feel. And I wish everybody, everybody, not just black people, but I feel like everybody should feel this way. Like nothing can stop you from doing anything. But I'm specifically talking to the black people right now because I feel like we the most like we the we we the most. I don't even know how I put it like black people are so easy to be turned away. If we go on a job interview and we see three white people sitting in a chair ahead of us, 
Well, I know it's a couple people that's going to be like, you know what? I don't even want this job. If they walk in somewhere and it's too many white people, they're going to turn around and walk out. You missing out on an opportunity because you feel like somebody's superior to you. Like that will never sit right with me. It's no excuses, bro. I'm telling y'all, it's no excuses. As soon as you get knowledge, it's no excuses that you can't do something. Because y'all can do anything. As soon as you look for the knowledge, we got the internet now. Yo, matter of fact, I'll give a pass to the older generation because the information wasn't so freely available. But yo, the people that's that was born 2000 and past, it's no excuses for us, bro. I'm a 2000s baby. It's so easy for us to gain information, bro. It, like, using your fingers. Y'all will use your fingers to look up when Lil Durk dropped the album or when, when Nicki dropped the album, but you can't look up how to um how to be a mechanic. I be working on my own car because <clears throat> I find the information. I'm not about to go pay somebody else when I can do it myself and save that money, you know? Now, I got skills of being um a diesel mechanic straight out of high school. Bro, high school did not teach me nothing about being a diesel mechanic. I just looked up the information. But we're going to move on to the next one, man. We're going to move on to the next one because I don't want to talk to y'all too much. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be a preacher. <laughs> but look, my fourth question. Yo, this one, this one be hitting so hard. Like, this one hits so hard. My fourth question is, why do black people have a solo mentality? All right, now, when I say a solo mentality... There's nothing wrong with wanting to live life alone. I don't know when the idea came that if you're not married, you lost in life. There is absolutely nothing wrong with being alone. One more time. In my opinion, there is nothing wrong with being alone. Now, being alone has its benefits and its downfalls. Once you accept those those two things, there's nothing wrong with being alone. You do not have to be married in this life. You do not have to have a significant other in this life. Because when you was born, you was born by yourself. When you die, you're going to die by yourself. Now, when I'm talking about solo mentality, I'm talking about the work aspect. I'm talking about when people are going to be entrepreneurs. I'm talking about when people have ideas. The black community are is the, in my opinion, we are the biggest community that when we have an idea, we want to keep it to ourselves. Boy, we is not about to share no information with nobody if we are the only ones that have it. Now let me let me explain that. So when say say it's three people that's from the hood, right? They they grew up together, they were thugging it out the ghetto, you know what I'm saying? If one of those people get an idea about how they about to go make fifty thousand dollars in the next twenty four hours, they not about to tell 
I guarantee he not going to tell either of his friends until he done already made that 50000 and he going to come back to the block flexing with it. That's, that's the mentality that I feel black people have. We want to keep stuff that's going to push us to the next level. We keep it to ourselves. And then we come back to the community and be like, oh, look at me. I made it. Yo, if we really cared about our black people, how we be saying we do, and and we want to riot when one of us dies, yo, then come together when one of us makes it. Like, share your ideas, bruh. In this life, how I look at it, in this life, death is inevitable, right? Being born, we had nothing to do with we had nothing to do with being born. We had we have nothing to do with death because death is going to come either way. Either way, at any time, it ain't got nothing to do with us besides how quick it comes, really. Like, it's going to come. You're going to be born and death is going to come. So, in between there, anything that you do, that's really, like, what your life is about. So, this is this is for the people that say that they love like the black community, right? Now if you if you are one of the ones that you never said you loved anybody and you <laughs> then you, hey you cool bro go ahead do you and this is not for y'all because I understand some people are selfish. Humans are selfish in nature, in my opinion. Like we naturally have a selfish um a selfish uh urge, right? Which that's cool too, but this is for the people that freely speak about loving black people and wanting to see them do better and y'all realize the state that we're in we need to spread ideas like that's the only thing that's going to help us at any point is spreading ideas and helping each other so why do we have a solo mentality of blowing up and acting like we don't know nobody because that's what a lot of people do. And this is not just for the street dudes. That was just an example. But it's like a lot of people, a lot of black people will blow up. And it's like they only, when they blow up, they, they might take their little family members with them. But they're not like going back to where they from and distributing ideas or like, if you know how hard it was, where you came from, then why not go back and like try to help them out too? I understand some people ain't going to take it, but the solo mindset of, oh, I just need to blow up, like forget everybody else. But then when you blow up, you want to come back and talk about um, like different rights. And you want to say, you want to say that matter of fact, I'm going to put, I'm going to put this into an example. So, little baby, right? Little baby is crazy rich. I don't know how rich, but he crazy rich, right? And then he made the um, Black Lives Matter song. So he makes music. So making a song was obviously a move he was gonna do. But I feel like there was other things that people can do instead of just making a song, you know? If, you, if you've if you been around billionaires and you've taken in those ideas, 
This is just an example because I don't know what this man has done. But this is just an example. If you've been around billionaires, you've been around people like Elon Musk, you've been around people like um, Jeff Bezos. Bro, people like them are always talking. Like, that's one of the things they love to do is talk. They love to talk. All you got to do is listen. Me, myself, I've been around millionaires. Like, I've been around people making real, real money, like real millionaires. I've been to millionaires' houses. Like, I went to a dude's house. When I tell y'all, this man's crib was so big. And I'm asking him, like, I'm asking him questions. Mind you, I'm a, I'm a black kid. I had uh, I had my little starter locks in. But I'm talking to him like I'm a businessman. Like, I'm talking to him how I would... I'm talking to him how he would talk to one of his friends, you know? I'm like, yo, so, so what'd you do to get this? Obviously, he tried to pull the little all hard work. But... You feel me? I'm I'm not going for that. Like I told y'all, can't nobody stop me from doing nothing. I'm not going for that little hard work line that they be trying to put out. Nah, bro. All right, yeah, I already know about hard work. Like, it, it took hard work to get me from where I was at, you know? <laughs> like, I know about hard work, so you can go ahead and skip past that. Nah, tell me how you actually got here, bro. So then he starts telling me about his uh, shipment company and what he did to start it up. Boom. There you go. That's what I needed to hear. I don't need to hear that hard work stuff. Black people in general know about hard work. Whether you selling drugs, whether you got a normal job, we know about hard work. Our whole life was hard work. Like my pops, bro, he all he talked about was working hard. Okay, we get working hard, bro. But hard work ain't going to do nothing if you ain't got no ideas. If you ain't got nowhere to put that hard work at. Then you just you just bottled up hard work like that's it. You're not going nowhere with it. So I don't need this is for my black people, bro. We do not need no hard work like we don't need to hear that. We already know what hard work is. If we if you came from the ghetto, you know what hard work is, bro. We do not need to hear that. Do not accept that from nobody, whether they black, white, anybody that's the made it in life. And they try to pull that little hard work line. Oh, you got to you got to work hard. You got to. You got to change your friends. You got to you gotta eat right. You got to sleep right. But we know this. That's common sense, bro. We know this. We're not going for that no more. At least at least I'm not going for it no more. But y'all, bro, I'm telling y'all, if y'all leave it at that hard work, bro, they're going to feed it to you every time. They're going to feed hard work to you, and then they're going to go feed steak to their dog. Like, that's really what they be on. They be feeding steaks, lobsters to their dog. Do not take that hard work line. I'm telling y'all, bro. It's more to it. They they want to say hard work. All right, cool. Well, what did you work hard on? Like, <clears throat> we going into depth with it now. We're not taking no, we're not taking that little line no more. So boom, back to what I was saying. Dog started telling me about his uh shipment stuff, da da da. I'm getting his business card. Like, I'm taking it all the way. Even if I'm not doing no shipment stuff, I'm taking it all the way. All right, cool, cool, cool. You got a business card? All right, yeah. Go ahead, let me pull let me pull you up online real quick. Like, like, uh, show me show me your company real quick. Da da da. At, as soon as I got that information, I got in the car, called my homeboy swag up. This is all a true story. As soon as I got that information, I just met with a billionaire, I mean a millionaire at his house. He's showing me he got five different cars. Like he's showing me everything I want to see. Alright, cool. This is cool. Um I'm I'm grateful that you let me in your crib, but I I need this for myself now. So tell me how to get it. 
I'm not trying to sit here and kick it with you. I'm not trying to talk. I'm not trying to do none of that about what you got until you're trying to tell me how you got it and show me how I can get it. Soon as I got that information, I went and hit one of my homeboys up and told him everything. I'm like, yo, so basically he does this. So if we switch it up and do this, we can be in the same spot. Black people do not be thinking like that, bro. Like, I know a couple people that's that's friends of mine, bro. These are real friends of mine. That if they would have met with him, all they would have did was take some videos of his house. Ah, oh, da da. I'm in I'm in a big crib, da da. If they would have got the information, they would have kept it to themselves. They would have they would have flexed on on social media that they was in a millionaire's house. They would have flexed in front of his Rolls Royce because bro had a Rolls Royce. He had a um, he had a Bentley outside. He had some other crazy cars, but I wasn't taking pictures of none of that. I don't care, bro. I don't care what you got because it ain't mine. I'm not about to show the world something that's not mine. I'm not about to show the world something that they can't get themselves. So back to what I was saying, bro, we got to stop being stingy with information and just provide it to other people, bro, because we're not going to make it nowhere as a black community if we don't. <clears throat> now, this ain't even my opinion. This is facts. Like, this is facts. We are not going to make it nowhere. We are not going to further ourselves as a black community if we do not spread information. But I talked about that topic for a while. Like I said, but I'm passionate about this. So it might sound like I'm screaming, but <laughs> it's just because I'm passionate, bro. We're going to move on to the next question, though. So the next question was, why do our women feel that they need to be alone I'm not going to lie. I'm going to keep it a buck. I said, <laughs> I said, why do our women feel the need to be alone or controlled? Now, I know a lot of y'all going, that's going to heat y'all up. Oh, we don't need to be controlled. Nah, nah, nah. All right, look, I worded that wrong. It was just a quick jot down, right? But really what I meant to say was black women feel like it's all or nothing with men. They feel it's either you're going to have all your stuff together and you're going to pay all my bills too. Or we're not even about to be together. Like that's the mindset of a lot of black women. Not not all of them. Because it's, it is black women out there that's willing to build. But for the most part, bro, all I see is black women are like, if you ain't got your business together, don't even talk to me. Which I'm not about to contra- I'm not about to contradict myself because I know that's what a lot of y'all are waiting for. At my second question, I said that we're the main character in our life, right? That still applies to this situation. But to my black women, if you ain't got all your stuff together, don't expect it out of somebody else. <laughs> Because back to what I said in the second point, even though we're the main character, we do not have the right to make life harder on somebody else. So if you expect a man to have all his stuff together before he gets with you, bro, do not do not be trying to belittle them. Talking about, oh, you ain't even got a car. Oh, you ain't even got your own crib. Yo, one, 
it is hard out here. Like, like it's hard out here. So me, I'm 21, right? I'm 21. It is hard out here for a 21-year-old to have all these things based on what these jobs are paying right now. So if you are in my age range, this is this is more specifically for the people in my age range, right? Uh, 21-year-olds, 20, 22. Bro, if you are a if you are a 20 to 22 year old um black woman and you saying that the guy has to have everything set up for him to get with you I hate to break it to you but <laughs> inflation is crazy. I don't know if 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 a lot of y'all know what inflation is, but inflation is a real thing, you know. So it's things that these governments is doing that's making it harder. It's not impossible now. Definitely not saying it's not impossible. I mean, I'm definitely not saying it's impossible because, like I said, nothing is impossible. But it is hard. If you are from 20 to 22, 20 to 23, this is for my men now. Do not let no woman tell you that you ain't good enough because you ain't got your own. Now, trust me, I definitely fell into that trap. Like, no no woman ever told me uh, I wasn't good enough because I ain't have my own. But, bro, I was 19 feeling like I was garbage because I ain't have my own crib, my own house, my own car, my own... Because um, um, I couldn't pay other girls' bills. I'm feeling like I was lame. Like, I'm feeling like I'm a goofy because I can't do that. I was 19 feeling like that, bro. Yo, we... Us men, in my opinion, just because we were born a man, just because we were born a male, I'll say that, just because we were born a male, that does not give right a woman, that that, that does not give rights to women to make us feel like we're trash if we can't fully take care of them. Like, I don't understand where the idea came from that if you're a, if you are a male, then you have to take care of a woman. Yo, you ain't got to do nothing you don't want to do. <laughs> like, if you choose to be with a woman now, I will say this. If you choose to be with a woman, then that woman is your responsibility. Right? One more time. If you choose to be with a woman, then that woman is your responsibility. I'm not letting the guys off the hook at all, bro. I'm not letting y'all off the hook at all. If you choose to be with a woman, then that woman is your responsibility. Do not pursue a woman if you already know her standards is high. To my black men, do not pursue a woman if you already know her standards are high. If you cannot provide those standards, do not even pursue her, bro. Because she's not wrong for having those standards. If she is wanting her man to have his own crib, own car, and to pay her bills, she is well within her rights to want that. Like, you can't tell another human what they can and can't want in life. We cannot tell women that they are wrong for thinking like that. We can't tell women that they're they're not, um, what is it? What is it that Kevin Samuels be saying? 
um, we can't tell women that they're not bringing nothing to the table. Yo, nobody told them they had to bring something to the table. If you know that she's not going to bring nothing to this table that y'all be talking about, I don't know what this table is, but if you know she can't bring nothing to that table, why are you pursuing her then? If what you want is somebody is bringing something to this to this um to this table y'all talking about, why pursue somebody that you know isn't going to bring it? This is just my opinion. Also, my opinion, Kevin Samuels is a goofy. I'm not gonna lie, he a goofy. He be he be he be saying some points that I'd be like, uh, like it could have been worded better, and you know what I'm saying. But he a goofy, bro, because he basically be trying to tell one one. Kevin Samuels cannot talk about somebody. He can't one. He can't talk about a gender that he isn't right. You can't tell a woman what she can and can't think. Because first off, bro, who are you? Like, who are you? Who like who? Who gave you this power to tell women what they can and can't want, what they can and can't think, what they can and can't do? Like, I don't know. I don't know how he just. But that's besides the point, because I ain't about to talk about another man, but he a goofy. But to my black people, bro, to my black men. One, just because you were born a male does not mean you have to take care of a woman. But if you choose to bring a woman into your life, then that woman is your responsibility. And I hope y'all understand this. And then to the black women, back to the question when I said, why do our women feel the need to be alone or controlled? That's because I feel like with with black women, it's like a zero to 100 effect. So by that, it's like, it's either they want to be completely solo dolo, get it on their own. They going to run up their bag on their own like they don't need a nigga. Or it's going to be. They're going to be with somebody that's going to pay their bills. They ain't got to do nothing. Stay at home. And. Basically, they're just going to live under somebody else. That's what I call being controlled. If you are completely living under somebody else, you're being controlled like your life is not yours no more. And this is this is a topic that I'm going to talk the most about because this is something I do feel like super strongly about, you know, um, the fact that the fact that a woman would want to have somebody else do everything for them. Um, I, I don't I don't understand that concept. I don't I. I mean, I have an opinion about it, but like, I don't understand that concept because me as a man well, as a male, I don't I don't see how that would be beneficial at all. Like not saying it's not not saying that you can't think that way, but I just want to put this out there as how do you see that being beneficial to you? Like. Here's what I see coming out of that situation. So if you have a man that is, let's create the perfect scenario. This man has his own house. It's a nice house. He has his own car. It's a nice car. And he brings you in to live with him, right? He's making 100000 a year. He has the good job. All right, cool. So you sitting in the house and he pays everything for you. You, you ain't got to eat. 
you ain't even got to carry a purse. You ain't even got to have money because you basically just live in life for free, right? What do y'all women think comes with that? Do you think a man that is basically, um, what is it? I'm, I don't, I can't think of the word I'm looking for right now, but like, he's basically, oh, your caregiver. Like, he's basically your caregiver. Like, you're living life for free off of him. Do you think you're about to have the same freedoms that all these other girls be having? Like, like, let's be realistic for a moment. So, a man that is going out, working all these hours at a job, all he expects from you is to have food um, ready when he's home and to keep the house nice, you know, like clean up, which is going to be easy because you, you're the only one that's there. Most men that have these large paying jobs, they're not home a lot, so... You really the only one that's going to be there. So, you know what I'm saying? The house the house should be nice. Not saying you have to clean, but the house should be nice. Like, it's just you staying there. So, I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> like, how, how bad could you mess up the house? But that's besides the point. You think he's about to really let you go out to Miami with your friends and twerk on Instagram? You think he's about to let you go on a trip just dip out, go to a trip, and do your thing. Like, in my opinion, you're setting yourself up to be controlled by somebody else when you let somebody else control every aspect of your life. He controls the food you get. He controls the phone service you got. He controls the TV you watch. He controls where you live, how you live. If that if you let somebody completely control your life like that, you're being controlled. Like there's no other way around it. If you would let somebody else do this so-called providing and they provide everything for you in life, they're gonna control you. Now, apply this same concept to parents, parents and children, right? Because that's 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 where this idea is sprouted from. Um that's where my, my thought process started from. Take a kid and his parents. A kid lives life for free, correct? Like, he doesn't have to pay any bills. His parents are these so-called um, men that these women be looking for, right? They The parents pay the phone bill. The parents have a roof over your head, food on your table. You're living life for free. That's what women want when they grow up is to live life for free. Do those parents let you leave the house at all hours of the night? No, because you you are basically their property. Like you have to do what they say, because if you don't wh like, what are you going to go? Where are you going to like? Yeah, you feel me like you basically going to be outside stranded within the snap of a finger. If they ever say, you know what? Get out. Do your own thing. So. Women that want this, in my opinion, you're letting a man have too much power in your life. And I'm not for people having power over me. Like, I'm going to let y'all know right now, I'm not for nobody having power over me. So, I just want to bring this idea forth to women to 
make sure y'all got like even if even if you have um even if that is still what you want at least make sure you still getting your own type of back end like it, well at least make sure you get your own type of money a lot of people might not know what back end is so at least make sure you get your own type of money because for me how how I do my relationship is I make sure that each person is set up to where even if we break up, both of us are going to be good. You know, I don't do the whole I control everything she has going on because I know that for a woman like to for a man to kick out a woman. It's a lot worse than a woman kicking out a man. Like, I feel like men are very resourceful. So if a woman kicks out a man, we can have we can have somewhere to stay in the next couple of days. You feel me? Like we can go get that with women. And I I don't know if they're as resourceful or what, but it's like they always have their parents house. You feel me? Like, in my opinion, uh, a girl can always go back home. A man it's like, well, a male is more so I don't know if it's our pride or what, but like. We're going to we're going to find somewhere else to go other than home and we're going to make it happen. It's like. Just make sure both parties are set up to be successful, even after the split. So with my relationship, how I would do rent and stuff like that, because this is a this is something that I see a lot on Facebook that began posted is women say they're not going to pay any bills. Right. All right, that's cool. Um, but how I would split it is, I would pay the rent. The girl would pay the, uh, like, the little light bill or whatever. It's usually, like, a hundred and some dollars. Like, it's it's something small. But since I'm paying majority of the, uh, like, since I'm paying the rent, I'm the one that gets the spot when we split. You feel me? I stay in the spot. Whoever's paying rent stays in the spot. Whoever is just paying the light bill or the little utilities, they their only job is to pay that and to stack their money up. I'm spending more money on the fifteen hundred rent, so therefore my pocket is gonna be hurt worse in the breakup. If I'm living with her and paying her rent, my pockets are messed up. So if she kicks me out, I'm kicked out and my pockets messed up. You feel me? But compared to where I'm paying the rent and I get the spot, can't nobody kick me out. You feel me? But if I kick her out, her pockets are still good because she wasn't spending nothing while she was here. Like, she was only paying the little utilities or whatever. Which food and stuff is obviously on me because, like, that's just... I don't know. I just I'm always going to pay for the food because that's just what I do. But if I kick her out, her pockets are still OK. Like she still has money to be able to even if it's to get a hotel or get an Uber, whatever she got to do, she, her pockets are going to be good regardless. It's not. No, she just completely got no money. I kick her out and now she still got no money. You feel me? Like I'm going to make sure that both parties are for sure going to be OK in the breakup. And I feel like that's what women don't be thinking about is the breakup. 
which that's a, that's a different topic on its own. But yeah, we're going to talk about it. So in the breakup, the thought process, I feel like it. there is no thought process, really. Like nobody thinks about breaking up until they broke up. For me, I always plan for a breakup. Like I set myself up for a breakup. Now, if we don't, if we never break up, then cool. Like we was meant to be, you feel me? But I'm always going to be stacking my money to the side. I'm always going to be making sure she's stacking her money to the side. Like it's, we always are going to make each, make sure each other is okay. <clears throat> it's never going to be, I'm going to just completely have everything you do on me. And now when I kick you out, you ain't got no phone. You ain't got no house. You ain't got no car. You ain't got nothing. Like that just seems so one-sided to me and unfair to the woman because it's like, dang, well, now she develops the mindset of, oh, I don't need a nigga. Like, all they do is going to kick me out, da, da, da. So now they're going to be independent. And now when it's a nice dude trying to get with her, she like, nah, bro, you just going to be like the last one. Yo, so to all, this is to the men and women. Like, make sure that both of y'all are good in their relationship. The whole idea of just a man paying everything is going to mess the women up. And I hope y'all see that. Like, I really hope y'all see that. Y'all are setting yourselves up for failure when you depend solely on somebody else to do everything for you. And I know that one's going to make a lot of older women mad because this is the this is the thought process that was instilled to them of the man pays everything and the woman just um stays and does the house stuff. Yo, but y'all don't realize like when y'all break up, who's getting the worst deal? The woman so just make sure y'all watching out for yourselves, bro. Because another thing is a woman cannot be outside on her solo dolo like a man can. You feel me? Like, let's keep it realistic here. The whole time, keep it realistic. A lot of women gonna be like, oh well, we can we can do whatever, da da da. Yeah, you can do whatever. I'm not saying you can't, but it is a lot more dangerous for a woman to be outside homeless than it is for a man and y'all notice this facts like i'm not even about to argue with nobody on this point y'all notice this facts so knowing this is facts why not take those precautions make sure your pockets is good with or without a man basically with or without a man make sure your pockets is good that's that's what i'm saying like for the women make sure your stuff is good before you even even if you get with a man that's gonna pay everything for you Yo, you you caught a dub like you I'm not saying don't go for that, but make sure even though he's paying everything, start some type of side hustle. You ain't got to fully work, but start some type of side hustle. Make sure you always getting some type of dividends, because the moment y'all break up, who's getting kicked out? You are. So always keep that in mind. Like, that's all I'm saying. Always keep that in mind and just take the take the. The mindset of all or nothing out of your head, please, because y'all going to mess yourselves up doing this. It's not a always zero to 100, like either I'm by myself doing everything or I'm with a man and he's doing everything. Like be in the middle of we both got our own thing going on and we're together in love. When you get with somebody, it's not about financials. You get with somebody because you feel like 
that's the person that completes you, you know. And that lead me that leads me to my next point of marriage. So yo, know, a lot of people is about to hate what I'm about to say right now. <laughs> but what do y'all be thinking when y'all get married? Like marriage is one of the most confusing things to me. Well, besides holidays, holidays confuse me like crazy, but, but marriage is something I will never get. So as I said, um, you get with somebody out of like love and companionship rather than financials. If you have love and companionship with somebody, why that why do y'all feel like you need to get married for it to be official? If you ask women like that are just dating what their goal is, it's always marriage. What does marriage change about the relationship like? Like, think about that. What does marriage change about your relationship? Now, a lot of people, I've, I've actually asked this question to a lot of different uh, women. And I'll tell you some of their, some of their responses. Um, the main one is that it's a business transaction. That is basically women making sure that they have some type of, uh, like, basically securities in the relationship. So, you know, once you split up, uh, you split half and half of everything, da da da. All right, cool. So, if marriage is just a business transaction, why not just go with what I was saying before about making sure you have your own while in that love and companionship? Why do you have to go get married? then take half of everything that that man's worked for, you know? And to the men, like, it's the same for y'all. Like, why would you Why would you want to take half of something that somebody else has built for themselves, you know? Like, I guess that's where the selfish mindset comes in at. Of, like, I guess it's just human nature to be selfish. But for me, um, marriage is never in the question for me because I feel like, a piece of paper and a ring will never show somebody that I love them, you know? Like, when I love somebody, that person will know it regardless, you know? Like, that's because that's what love is, you know? you When you love somebody, they're going to know it. So the ring and the little paper that they give you, the marriage certificate, that's irrelevant. I don't need the government to know I, I love somebody. I don't need a wedding to show all my family members, hey, I love her. Nah, y'all going to meet her already so y'all know I love her. You know? That's how it should be. As soon as you as soon as soon you um show your significant other to your parents, they're going to be able to tell if you love or if you just like them. And the word love is like, for me, that's a strong word. I don't tell everybody I love them. Even if they say they love me, I'm not about to say it back to you just because you said it to me. I will leave you there looking stupid. If I don't love you, like if I don't actually love you, I'm not saying it back to you. I don't care how many times you say it. I don't care if you call me out for saying, oh, well, I said I love you. You didn't say it back. 
Okay, cool. Like that's just what it is. Now I don't love you. I like you. I I I um I appreciate your company. I don't love you though because when you love somebody, for me when when I love somebody, like I'm willing to still kill die. Like I would do anything. I'd do anything and everything for them. At that point, my life and their life basically is the same. Like I treat their life how I would treat my life. I'm not about to let nobody touch them. I'm not about to let nobody do nothing to them. Just like I wouldn't let them do nothing to me. For me, that's what love is. Like when you are so connected with somebody that you treat their life with the same tenderness and care as your life, then that's when you know you love somebody. I don't need to get in front of all these people and pay all this money for these big venues just to say, Hey, I love you. No, bro. I don't need that because when you really know you love somebody, you're going to know and they're going to know. Like, that's that's the most important part. When you really love somebody, you will know and they will know. So why do you need everybody else to know? Like, people, I got an invite. I got an invite. This is a true story. I got an invite to... Somebody, um, I think we went to like middle school together or something. I don't even know. They sent me an invite to their wedding. Bro, I didn't even know that. <laughs> this is going to sound bad, but like, bro, I didn't even know I had you on social media. Like, I don't, me and you is not cool. So why do you want me to come to something that you pay thousands and thousands of dollars for just so you can show me that you are in a relationship with somebody. That's weird to me. That's the weirdest thing ever. Like, this ain't a diss to people that's got married or nothing like that. Like, y'all do y'all. Like, that's that's definitely your choice. You feel me? I'm just saying, like, I don't understand the concept of it. Because before, like I said, m- when I love somebody, they're going to know I love them. Like, the people I really love, bro, you could ask them, yo, does Anthony love you? Yeah. Yeah, that boy love me. Like, Yeah. It ain't no, well, I have a ring, so yeah, I think he loves me. Because if you draw that out, yeah, you got the ring and there's marriage, but there's also divorce. So if marriage was really the end goal, why did they create a divorce? You feel me? Like, this is all just set up, bro. Like, if you think deep into this, it's set up. If marriage was really meant to be about love companionship connection and that was really your one there would have never been an option for divorce there would have never been an option for getting out of that situation because think about it when you love somebody in your family there ain't no getting out of family because that's always it's always gonna be a part of you like whether you like it or not, whether you fall out with that family member, da da da, or you still are gonna have those feelings for that family member. It ain't no divorce in family. You y'all can distance yourself, but it ain't no divorce in family. You know. So, I just pray that y'all just be, y'all just realize like everything that social media be putting out and just. Look at reality for a second and realize that, bruh, 
a lot of stuff that we be doing, it don't make sense. It really do not make sense. Now, a lot of people still just won't be cool with the whole girlfriend title, boyfriend title. They always want more, which that's that's natural. Um, but I just pray y'all just look at what y'all are wanting more for, you know. I know people that spent money on weddings, went bankrupt. They done spent money on rings. And that's another thing, the ring situation. I asked a question on uh, Facebook if that if girls would get mad if they found out the ring was fake. And a lot of them was like, a lot of them said no. Like, a lot of them was like, oh, no, I wouldn't be mad that I. But there was some that was like, well, it depends, da-da-da, or, well, how did, da-da-da. Like, there was always stipulations of if the fake ring would be okay or not. Yo, so you telling me you need a $5,000 ring, you need a $10,000 ring to show that you love somebody? Come on now, like, be, be realistic, bro. If anything, you showing you love that jewelry store. Like, the jewelry store is the one that's making y'all look stupid. People spending their life savings to buy these rings and to spend money on these venues. Just step outside of the whole love and da-da-da, all that other stuff y'all was taught about marriage, and look at the details of it. You spent money that you were saving on this ring. Now some jewelry store has it. And what do you think a jewelry store is going to do with it? You think they're going to spend that money on love? <laughs> no. You spent this money you were saving on this venue. The venue owners, what do you think they're about to do with that money? You think they're about to go take it to their wife and be like, oh, wife, I just earned $30,000 from this, this lovely couple. And I just want to go show you I love you. Yeah, they about to show that they love you. Like, they about to go buy this fancy car. They about to go spend money on this yacht. They about to go, bro, we got dumb. We got dumb people like Kodak throwing thousands of dollars in the water. That's basically what y'all doing, bro. Y'all giving these people all y'all money to show this other person that you love them. That's so dumb to me, bro. I will never in life understand this. But like I said, hey, y'all do y'all. This is just my opinion. And this is my platform, so I'm going to say what I want. And if y'all want to come on here and have a peaceful conversation, even if it get a little rowdy, you know what I'm saying, it's whatever. But look, if y'all want to come on here and have the conversation and try to enlighten me on something, I'm definitely all for it. You know, I love to understand and understand new things. Shout out to my girl, Essence. She brought the little understanding word to me. So... I'm always down to like learn new things or have new um, views on life because my thought process is always changing. You know, it's always evolving. I'm always moving forward on things. So, like I said, definitely just get in tune with me. And if you want to come on here and talk, we can definitely do that. If you want to talk to me privately about something, we can definitely do that. Because, like I said, it's just... It's just building character, really. Like, it's building character.
And that's what I'm all about is building. Um, yeah, so I'm going to wrap it up with that last that last part about marriage. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. I know I talked a lot, so y'all going to have a lot to think about. Um, I appreciate if you made it this far. If you made it this far, you a goat. I'm not going to lie to you. If you made it this far, you a goat. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I'm going to do something. To the first person that uh, texts me on Snapchat and said they made it this far in the video, I want you to type me. Type me. Type to me on anything you have me on. Type Toyota. Don't say nothing. Just type Toyota. And I'm going to cash up you $100. My, I promise. I promise to God. I'm going to cash up you $100. Type me Toyota, and I'll cash up you a hundred dollars. Look, I just want to see who really, who really be rocking with me on these podcasts. So if you really made it this far, bro, then you about to get gifted. You feel me? I'm showing love that because you were showing love. All right, I'm gonna wrap it up with that. Thank you for listening, and stand by for the next episode, man. VMG reacts.